Hi, I'm Dr. Sean. Welcome to No Mask, No Cape, the podcast that shares tips and techniques to help you learn how to rest, restore, renew, and refill. You're listening, so congratulations. Let your healing journey begin. Hey, y'all. It's Dr. Sean. Welcome back. No mask, no cape. The podcast where you get to be you. I cannot keep up these little taglines, so I probably got like one more week of that in me, and it'll just fade to black, I guess, fade into oblivion. So today's podcast is about, I was just, we were just chatting about 80s music, um, which was, I think, maybe the best decade, but that's not what the podcast is about. But today's title is Why You Treat Me So Bad. So for those of you who know that song by, we were just saying Club Nouveau. Um, do you remember how I went? Why you treat me so bad? Why you treat me so bad? I don't know why, baby. Why you treat me so bad? Why you tell me the way you do? Why you treat me so bad? I don't know why, baby. Why you treat me so bad? Why you treat me so bad? I don't know why, baby. Why you treat me so bad? So some of you will now know the song, but I wanted to, I wanted to just stick with you. So that's why we gave you a little musical interlude, we'll call that. Um, but it's a real serious topic. And who's the, the you and who's the me? They're the same person, right? So really it is, why do we treat ourselves um, in a way that doesn't show how much we really love ourselves and how much we really um, value ourselves? And for some of you, you might be thinking, no, that's not me, et cetera. Just come along with this journey with me. Follow along if you would. So as I continue to learn about the mind, again, with my hashtag nerd life, love, 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 love learning. And I took this in my hypnotherapy course and learned so much about neuroscience and neuroplasticity. I just was almost floored about how powerful, how powerful the brain is, how powerful our minds are. And one of the things that I've learned is that we have, you know, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And that's a lot of thoughts. And people are normally like, yeah, it's no way. Like I have like maybe three thoughts, like I'm going to eat for breakfast. What time do I get off? Like I don't have that many thoughts. They are running like a subconscious loop at a rapid fire. And the thing is, we don't even... We're not even fully aware of some of them, nor do we fully share them all, right? So again, one of the examples that I have shared um, when I was doing this, I was on Facebook doing 30 Days of Live on Facebook, which was a big challenge for me. And we'll talk about the fear um, and how I got through that at, at some point. But one of the things I shared was that initially in that challenge, you know, as I was trying to get dressed, the whole reason I didn't want to go uh, live is because I had picked myself to death. I had looked at, you know, oh, is that a gray hair? Oh, wait, is that a chin? Wait, is that two chins? Is that, wait, how many chins is that? Like I was, you know, what's happening? Is that, what angle is it? I had my, what is it, my teeth crooked? What should I, I, I just went through, I mean, any way you could pick yourself apart, I had already done it, right? Like I should, I can't go live. I should lose 20 pounds before I go live as if that was going to change the 
quality of my message or the, the essence, again, of, of who I am, as we talked about last week. But I was really locked into that to a certain extent. What I do know about these messages is that they're repetitive, they're loops, they're subconscious, and they're typically rooted in about four, four or five core beliefs. So part of what I encourage uh, folks to do when I work with them is to find, and I typically call them like your anchors or your pillars, like what are these core thoughts? Because that's, the other ones are just merely offshoots of that, right? So thoughts about when, when you're picking yourself apart as you're trying to get dressed, you know, that's probably rooted in some thought around, I have to look a certain way, right? Or, and that might be rooted to, in order to be accepted, I have to look a certain way, which could be tied to love is based on acceptance, which is based on looking a certain way. So when we really get into the work of it, I'm only working with folks on about four or five of them, but they are flooding their mind with just a myriad of thoughts that just kind of take over. So here's the thing about not even being fully aware of the thoughts. It doesn't mean they're not acting out or influencing your world in some way. Just because I'm not aware that every time I uh, uh, sit down, well, I'll share this example with you. What I remember, and this started when I was 14. When I was 14, I started dating. Well, not really, you know, dating, whatever. That's, this is not that podcast. But the point is, I remember we had these people over that we were dating, me and my cousin. We were dating. We were really excited, right? Like we we're dating. Oh, my gosh, you know, someone likes me. I'm worthy. Oh, yay. Way more excited than I needed to be. I'm also at that time, I, I'm about 5'11". Um, I'd like to say 5'11 and a half. And if we're actually having a great day, let's just call it six foot, right? Because that just sounds powerful. Okay. Anyway, so I'm tall. I think I must have weighed 170. You could not have told me I was not an orca. You, I mean, there's no way you could have told me. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I have to figure out how to conceal everything. And I remember every time I sat down on a couch... I put a pillow in front of my stomach. I would sit down and grab one of those side pillows and put it, you know, in front, right? That's going to cover what I thought was this big protruding stomach that I didn't have, but in my mind, because it wasn't perfectly flat, you know, then it wasn't, it was going to stop me from getting somewhere. But where did that thought come from, right? What was I telling myself, really? about my worth, about my value, about my lovability, you know, about all of that was tied into, you know, whether you could bounce a quarter off my abs, apparently, you know, which to this day, you still can. Matter of fact, I think I could probably lose a quarter in my abs at this day and age. And it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's good. But what was I saying about myself? What are we saying about ourselves when we carry ourselves in ways that are self-deprecating when we use like you know language and 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 behavior that doesn't uh, kind of lift us up so the power of language is so important so our thoughts end up being tied to our language right look at you 
look at that gut. Look at that thigh. Look at this whatever. Oh, you should have made a right. You knew that the highway was closed. Oh, that's stupid. Why didn't you do it? We talk to ourselves like we would not allow a stranger to talk to us. Uh, So I want you to start becoming aware of your thoughts. If you're saying things to yourself that you would like maybe, you know, pluck a stranger from saying to you, like if a stranger said, well, you're a stupid idiot. You know the highway was closed. Why would you turn left? You would be like, dude, like don't talk to me that way. But we do it to ourselves, right? Another test is if you would not talk to a child in this language, you know, a child who's really trying, let's say you're really trying to master a new skill. You're really trying to learn a new concept. You're really trying to fully engage on this healing journey. And you have a hiccup. You know, hiccups happen. You know, it takes us multiple times to learn things. It's a process. It's a journey. You wouldn't say to a kid, you know what? You're probably never going to get this multiplication table thing. You should just quit now. Just stop. You're too dumb to learn this. This is not for you. You should just, you know, go back and sit in the corner never say that to a kid I hope but a lot of times we'll say it to us right I'm too old to do this I'm too stupid that's not my thing I'm not an athlete I'm not we use language that in even subtle ways reminds us of what we really think about ourselves and so even when you think you're joking I'm going to need you to try to become a little more aware of that language right and I'm big. Humor has been my go-to thing for a long time, right? And that's because I figured if I put it out there first, then they can't come for me. So I'll joke about it, you know, ahead of time or, or make a comment about it or like, oh, I hope I can fit through this, you know, opening or, you know, here I come or, or whatever it is so that somebody else can't get in there. But what I'm really saying is, you know, that I don't value myself, that I, you know, I'm really reminding myself that all of my worth is tied to exterior things, and that is not the truth. And so being aware of that language and, and where it's coming up is the first really step. And next week we'll be talking about awareness. My three-step plan actually for healing is awareness, acceptance, action. But awareness is the first part because if you're not aware of what you're saying, if you're not even trying to become more aware of it, to listen to it, then we don't know what to tweak. So awareness without judgment, right? Just what am I, what am I saying? And like, oh yeah, this is just messages that I learned, you know, perhaps as a child, this is just, you know, language that I've learned and I've adopted. And, you know, it's just kind of what you're doing now and it's okay. And we can work on shifting. So this leads me to the power of the and, right, which I love to use with folks. So, again, a lot of times when I am working on my self-improvement in in the past, this has shifted for me recently, but in the past, a lot of my self-improvement efforts were based in a deficit model. I'm not, you know, good enough in some way, so I need to do this, right? I need to either... I hate to keep using food models, but I guess I got to talk about what I know, right? So I hate to, you know, I like I'm not uh, thin enough or I'm not fit enough. So I need to go to the gym every morning. I need to swim. I need to watch what I eat. It wasn't because I was saying your body has supported you for so many years and it loves you and I'm honoring it and I'm thankful and I'm going to move it so that it can continue to assist me and help me and, and, you know, and be with me this whole journey, Instead, it was, you know, 
I need to get to a certain size. So I guess I need to do this because otherwise I'm not worthy. If I can't get these pants to zip, my life is over. You know, it was all these, you know, travesties. But guess what? I discovered J. Jill. This is not a paid advertisement. But anywho, the point is, if you find me wearing something that zips up, it's a really good day. But at this point, me and stretch clothes, they allow me to be my free and full self, just to flow in the wind. And then I'm not as angry, which we'll talk about later. Um, so re- being reminded, being aware of your language, finding out where it's coming from and what it's motivated from. So my new, uh, my new approach has been more stre- strengths-based. I've just developed an interest in yoga, um, which I promise not to do competitively as my other things <laughs> as I've shared with you. Um, but I had done some Bikram yoga. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Bikram yoga, you do it in a hot room. It's 105 degrees. And I think it's also humid. It's about 40 degrees humidity. I loved it. But in part, I was like, I'm going to do this because, you know, I wonder how much weight I could lose if I did 30 days of Bikram. I wonder if, you know, you know, what's the challenge? I can stand this heat. It wasn't a it wasn't me trying to connect with my body, trying to honor my breathing, you know, trying to allow healing to remove trauma from my tissues. It wasn't about that, right? It was about me having 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 to do something. Not desiring, not not wanting, not feeling worthy of doing this because it's a way I show myself love. And so that's been the shift on my new yoga journey. It's about me wanting to thank my body, to stretch it, to get things out of it that it doesn't need to hold. And so that's a shift. Keeping in mind that whatever we focus on expands and that your mind believes everything that you say. So, which is why it's important, even when you're joking, your mind's going to believe it, right? Um, So here's some words I want to share with you that I want you to consider. Just consider because everybody's grown. Um, consider perhaps never using them again. Okay. And I don't use absolutes, but I just did. Okay. The first word is should. We used to call this when I was in grad school, shooting on yourself. Because when you say, you know, I should cook dinner, I should do this. I should get up at four and go to the gym. I should read more. I should call home. I should take a walk. I should pet the dog. I really, each one of those, if you think about it, Inherent in that is a way you failed, right? So should is always about a past, current, or future failure. So removing that, you know, takes that that language away, takes that judgment away that in some ways you're not living up to something. And people sneak that in all day long because remember what a, what I do for a living is listen. I listen for words because I have to listen to what people are saying, but also what they're not fully saying. I hear should so often, and you know, I point it out too, in a loving way. But consider removing should um, from, so no more shoulding on yourself. The next word I'd like you to consider removing is must. We used to call this masturbating. So relieving that need to have to say, I must do this. I must, you know, must relate relates to that kind of have to, right? And anything that you must do, how joyful is that? Uh, Not really. 
we used to get in really, 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 really nice debates when I uh, used to teach um, where students would be like, you know, I, I would say everything is a choice. And they're like, I don't have a choice. I have to go to work. I have to do whatever. I'm like, oh, actually, you choose to do that because, you know, the options are something that you don't want to do, right? So you choose to go to work because you choose to pay your mortgage or your rent because the option is you don't have a place to live or you have to live with someone else. And that's not what you actually desire. So it's still a choice. But viewing it that way, right, makes it less like, oh my gosh, I got to get up and I do this and I do that, which is already weighty and defeating and kind of joy sucking, if we can use that term. I guess we can because I just did. All right, two more. These kind of tie together. I am actively working on these in my life right now. The first one is try. There are some languages that, that doesn't have the word try in it. Because try really, I mean, are you either going to do it or you're not? So I, I've, I've been catching myself, especially over the last three months, like, well, I'm trying to do this, Liz, or I'm trying to, and I'm trying to see, and I'm trying. Basically, that tentative language is saying, I don't really know what I want, dear universe. And so I'm just like, I don't know, whatever happens is good. No try. Wait, I, I feel like that's a movie. Is that a movie? No try, just do. Is that? Yoda. Yoda. There is no try. Oh, my. There is no try, only do Yoda. Oh, my gosh, Yoda was a genius. I have to, is that Star Wars or Star Trek? Star, sorry, everyone who's shocked now and clutching there. I have to watch Star Wars again. It sounds like Yoda was ahead of his little Yodi time. Okay. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. So there is no try or there's only do. But there is, there is a lot of truth in that statement. Watching your language and, and hearing how you're telling people, right? Like, I'm, I'm trying to go to the gym. I'm trying to watch what I eat. I'm trying to be a nice, whatever you're telling folks. When you say, I try, you're basically like, eh, I don't know. I'm really not committed to really anything. So you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And the, the last two that tie in with that tentative language are the might and the I think, right? So I, well, I think, and believe it or not, I've used them all in a sentence, right? Like, I think I might try to, what am I really saying, <laughs> right? Like nothing. I think I might try to, like, uh, go sit down. Like, what are you doing? So I had to really clear all that out and say, what do you want? What do you want? And at the root of that, why am I treating myself so bad? Why do I feel like I can't go and grab what I want? I have the right to have a desire, and I have the right to have that desire filled. It's waiting for me. What is blocking me from just running and going to grab it, right? But if I'm treating myself so bad, I'm always, every time I run off, I'm going to grab myself like by the little cuff of my skirt, my dress, my pants, whatever you're wearing. I'm going to pull myself back because part of what I'm telling myself is, who do you think you are? Go sit down. So I had to really, I'm really working on, I'm really working on, let me scratch that. I am, I am shifting my language so that it's empowering. I am stepping more fully into everything that I know is mine to claim. I am recognizing the power that's always lied within me. I am acknowledging my humanity. I am accepting who I am. So on that, I think we're going to wrap it up, not because I'm exhausted. That's not your concern. 
but because it feels like a real nice, clean wrapping point. So if you want to know more about that, you can check out my website, www.drshawnricks.com, or please, I encourage you to follow us on social media, at Dr. Sean Ricks. Um, as always, until next time, be well, be kind to yourself, and choose you. Bye. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace counseling. If you feel you need additional help on your journey, please seek the services of a licensed professional. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are those of the contributors and not those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of Dr. Sean Ricks.